This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I am your host. And today, we are going to be discussing health and well-being. Now, almost everywhere you look these days, you are confronted with information about disease, and there's so much fear. It's fear, 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 disease, death, all these things that if you turn on the news, you're, we're talking about the coronavirus and pandemic, um, and there's so little today so very little information um, where people on the news are talking about health, about how to be healthy, about how to have well-being. I mean, there's a concept, huh? Uh, You know, like how can we foster greater well-being, greater health in our lives, greater happiness, because the fear and the depression is getting exhausting. <laughs> My God. So I thought that I would share with you something that uh, has really assisted me in how I am looking at health and looking at the coronavirus, but more so looking at how I can be healthy in the midst of whatever is going out, whatever viruses, whatever um, diseases seem to be out there. And, you know, one thing about fear, fear is something that leads to disease. So if you want to be healthy, if you want to be well, um, then it may be better to not give into and foster and cultivate fear or be watching things that create fear. Get the information you need, but you don't need to indulge in the fear because that actually fosters disease. It fosters ill health. So that's the first tip, but I, I want to really share this Um, seminar from John Roger, from my teacher, that has really helped me in my view and how I look at health. And that seminar is called Adapting Towards Health or Adopting Disease. And that's part, it comes from um, a package of seminars, and that, that packet is called Health from the Inside Out. That's available. You can get the whole thing at msia.org. This is such an important um, topic right now in our world. And it's always an important topic as long as you have a body, as long as you're here. So I thought of like doing my usual, which is to take excerpts from the seminars uh, and, and, you know, discuss them. But instead, I've decided it's not that long of a seminar. It's 20-something minutes. So I've decided just to play the whole thing for you, let you really get all the information. Uh, There's so much information 
in that short period of time. And then afterwards, um, I'll point out and I'll go over and recap a few core things that, that I think are useful that we can actually use as I, I love to utilize. I don't want just the information. I want to be able to use it. First, it's great to have the awareness and that is important and to get that spiritual vibration um, of someone who who held that higher level of consciousness and then to really um, to really look at how we can utilize this information today and so I'm going to go over that after I play this for you uh, so enjoy I came up with two laws dealing with health and here's the first great law. The living body must function always in the direction of health, and sickness is the effect of obstructing natural function. The living body must function always in the direction of health, and sickness is the effect of obstructing that natural function. The second great law. Sickness is the result of the body's struggle to eliminate internal poisons resulting from bad environment and bad habits. Now, this is interesting because my secretary typed this for me, but what she typed was something very interesting because she wrote a word wrong. I want to read it to you because it's amazing. There are really no great mistakes in life. Sickness is the result of the body's struggle to eliminate internal positions resulting from bad environment and bad health. And of course, mine was internal poisons. But I'm not too sure that internal positions isn't more correct. I don't know why they sold us the way they sold us health. But it's quite obvious that it's not producing for us wellness. So we have a sense of well-being. Something's getting in our system called metals out of the air and leads out of the food and disturbances that float through and your own negative thinking and emotional flooding and poor posture and body habits. Then you wonder why you've been having this illness progressively get worse because the body is slowly adapting you into a grave situation. Is this a statement for longevity? It's a statement for wellness as long as you're alive. That's what it's a statement for. I'd like you to remember that creation was not made with secondhand material. God used the best. Now we look around this room. <laughs> we don't have to look too far to find out that secondhand rose has been around because some of you are not treating the material you got as primary material. Interesting thing. Now listen carefully. You live and die at the cell level. You live and die at the cell level. There's no way that you can take any part of the body through any pathologist, any doctor, any chemist, and have them tell you why a cell does what it does and where does it get its essence from to do what it does. This isn't really what a cell looks like, but for sake of this example, it is. They have a north pole, they have a south pole. 
as the cell is moving through the bloodstream, these areas here get corroded like um, spark plugs. When they get corroded, they stop receiving the electrical magnetic charge that is carried through the blood and the nutrients in the blood. Do you know that you can't feed cells? Because if you did, it would all look like a steak or an antelope or an orange. They say you are what you eat. Absolutely nonsense. You are what you are. <laughs> what you eat might make you sick and you might not like it. You might not like it. As a matter of fact, the cells get their same energy from the same place that the tree gets it. The sun, the essence of the air around us. If the air has life around us, and we can learn to utilize that rather efficiently, we can increase the ability of the blood to wash the cells and remove the corrosion off these ends here, the north-south polarity pole, and that cell will keep regenerating itself because it's a spiritual form. It's a spiritual form. It's a divine form, and we call it cells scientifically. If the blood becomes polluted through nutrients, through minerals, through primarily acid, not LSD, just any kind of form that makes acid in the body, it'll gather around these areas here, corrode them, and the body starts to deteriorate and degenerate. As it starts to do that, you experience what you call dis-ease or disease. And as you start to experience that, you're going into termination. If you get this real clear, you'll find out you'll be breathing more, deeper, using your lung space. You'll be very careful about polluting your bloodstream through poisons, through eating foods that are over-acidic, and well, over-alkaline the other way. You'll start reaching for balance and harmony in your life. And we do know that thought can alter structure and form in the body. So we do know that negative thinking can poison this system very fast. We know that emotional disturbance, you keep emotionally flooding your body with the hormones of disagreement, will make the body toxic. The bloodstream is either the cesspool or the life giver. If it's a cesspool, you're dying in your own garbage. If it's the life giver, you're living in your own awareness, out of the blood, kind of rings a little bit of some biblical statements, doesn't it? They seem to know that there was life in the blood. What happens? Here comes along the nutrients called, uh, let's just call them uh, food. <laughs> and that could be almost anything. As they come through on the blood, they stimulate this area here, and the cell vibrates to the new stimulation. As it vibrates, it becomes healthy. As it becomes healthy and vibrates, it draws upon attraction of new vibration, new health, and the cell will divide itself and make another one, and divide itself and make another one, and divide itself and make another one. So all you're doing is stimulating this cell into movement. What does that say all of a sudden about exercise? Exercise brings more oxygen, air into the lungs. The blood gets cleaned up by the air in the lungs. The blood moves through the body. Start cleaning out 
the sludge that's in the blood system. As it starts to clean it out, it's got to have a place called where do you get rid of it? Now, this is the most important thing. You can go 40 days without eating. You go 40 days without eliminating, you dead. <laughs> it's not what you eat that's killing you. It's what you're not getting rid of that's killing you. Anybody who has studied the elimination system of the body will tell you that one of the most effective elimination systems is exhalation. <sighs> you can go a long time without urinating. You can go a long time without defecating. But see how long you go without exhaling. <laughs> Prime source of energy, the breath. Prime source of energy. But the body will adapt. A law of the body is vital adaptation. It will adapt. That's the bad news. It's also some pretty good news or you all would be dead. <laughs> Let's look at what I mean by this. They took an experiment and they put a, uh, a bird under a glass cage and they'd measured all the uh, parameters and they had three hours to live with the air that would be in that cage. So at the end of two hours, they took the bird out of the cage, knowing there was an hour of good air left in there, and put a brand new bird underneath the cage, and it died in about three minutes from lack of oxygen. Why wouldn't this new bird, who's really vital and up, not be able to live at a high rate of health? Because it couldn't adapt to a crappy environment. This other bird polluted its own environment and was breathing its own pollution, and the body was adapting itself downhill. It was adapting and adapting, and pretty soon the bird would die at the end of the usability of what oxygen is in there. Start smoking a cigarette. First one you take, you know, you get real sick, your body goes, don't do that! And you think, well, I'll keep at it and the body will adapt. It will. And then after it adapts and you go to change back, you get sick again because it says, don't do that, you're smoking. So you get sick when you start, you get sick when you quit. But the body adapts and says, we need that. I desire that. i got to have it. And you will start doing all sorts of crazy things in order to have a cigarette. Walk around the street going, where's my, where's my cigarettes? The body will adapt. <laughs> Keep that in mind. And then the body adopts. Adaptation and adoption are so close that we're in the adoption before we forget that we've adapted. And then when we try to get out of it, we're trapped. And we then have bad habits called, I eat too much. Or we run this rationalization. I know that sugar rushes me, but I went out and had the chocolate cake because I like it. So there. Your cells don't care whether you like it or not. It's going to kill you. <laughs> it doesn't give a good darn about you. First of all, it'll bloat you. First of all, it'll build excess energy fields and let the body expand into it. It'll start having you retain everything that goes into you. Then everything you eat goes to waste. This one here, not elimination. That's bad news. If you could eliminate it, fantastic. Can you? In the meantime, the body sets up a different vibration because it says, you want this, honey? I'll help you get it. I love you. 
until death do us part. Soon, the way you're going. The bad news is when we're on a way into illness, we're on the way down, we reach a place here called, that's really sick. I can't get out of bed. It caught me. How do, why should it catch me? I've been a nice person. I only smoked a few cigarettes every day. I only drank a quart of alcohol every day. I only overate a little bit once in a while. Just only twice a week. I shouldn't do it. That junk laid in your system and couldn't get eliminated and went rotten. And then you got rotten inside. Now the rot's turned to rot gut and you're sick. So you go to the doctor. He says, you've got to get well. So you start back up again. And you cross this place again. And you get just as sick going up as you did going down. But then because you think you're getting worse, you immediately retreat right back down here to that place that felt safe. But that's when you were dying. Now you're dying and you're retreating to the safe place called, but it felt better here. Yeah, pretty soon you're not going to feel anything here. Just a little bit further, it's, it's called dirt. <laughs> it's going to be too long. Not too long. Well, what can we do about this? First, you have to understand that none of this takes place real fast. Oh, let's say 20, 30,000 years ago, it was even unthinkable that a person died before they're 500 years old. And at 2,000 years old, they were having a lot of kids running around. These are men and women. Then they started getting caught up in polluted air, bad air. They started getting caught up with dirty water, polluted water. You get all sorts of things. Now, that's interesting. You get bad air and you get bad water, you die. What happens if you just get bad food? You either throw it up or you have diarrhea. Some people die of food poisoning. They were already so poisoned in there, all it took was a little bit and that ended it. They took a cat and they had taken some uh, nicotine and they diluted it in water and they put a little bit on the cat's tongue and the cat went into convulsions. Convulsions. They said, gee, that's really terrible. I wonder what happened if we gave that much straight to a cat. So they took a little uh, cat that was like its brother or sister from the same litter and they opened its little mouth, put some on its tongue and the cat dropped over dead. In the diluted form, you can take it, but in the concentrated form, it'll kill you. Interesting thing. Now listen carefully. The healthier your body is, when the illness hits and you get it, the more devastating it will be to you. If you've led a sickly life, you can work in leper colonies because leprosy won't even hang on you. There, there's not enough energy there to feed it. So what we do is we go and get immunizations, inoculations, and everything to immunize us against these things, build up the immunization system. No, you don't. You destroy the immunization system, so when you get the disease, you don't know it. It just goes in and out. You had a slight fever, a slight headache, and you're immunized against it. It's the biggest bunch of baloney that they put on us. Well, I don't know why I should have got this disease. I didn't touch that person. I was clear across the room from them. How come I got sick? How come I got the same? You ever heard of an epidemic? You ever heard of the black plague? How'd that thing happen? A rat bit him. A rat can't go around biting thousands and thousands of people. Maybe some of those people were biting each other. It doesn't work that way, folks. It gets in the essence. When it gets in the essence, we get it. 
unless our vitality is so high. Now they give shots, they want you to have your immunological system real high. So they immunize you to make your immunization strong. Don't, that's wrong. That's just not true. They destroy what you got. Building up the defense system has its good news and its bad news. You're probably wondering about, well, how about health food? I eat a lot of health food. The allots, what's killing you? Not the health food. It's quite true that we've been taught to eat, to fulfill all sorts of patterns in our body. Love, desire, passion, what have you. And the body's grown accustomed to have its activity go on. Digestion, peristaltic movement of the bowels, etc., etc. And when the body is not in that state of motion and goes to a quiet state, we feel an ache in the stomach. We feel discomfort. And we immediately rush back to our comfort zone and let it run our life called, you're being run by peristaltic movement of the bowels. So don't get them in an uproar. So we eat to keep them busy, to keep them quiet just enough. But then I have to eat to keep my energy up. Is that really true? How many of you people here in here eat find at times your energy goes down? Well, but see, that can't be because eating keeps your energy up. So something's happening in there. As a matter of fact, when you've gone out and exercised and your body's clear full of energy and vitality, don't you find you're not as hungry? Oh, isn't that amazing? You exercise to get an appetite and it cuts it down. You don't get as fat as you want to be. Well, I suppose a person wants to be that way or they wouldn't be that way. When you eat something on the plate, don't you want to eat that or has somebody got a gun at your head? Of course you want to eat that. And you do eat that. And when the things happen that you don't like, don't worry about the gun. Your stomach will blow you. It's not the food or the nutrition in the food. It's how it energizes the cell level and how it cleans the blood and how it brings air into the body that brings life, vitality, and go get them type of thing. And when that's not present, then we get sluggish, lethargic, and we start dying. Literally, we start dying. Cells don't die. They change their frequency and move to essence. It is a duplicate of the cosmos, the cell. It is a duplicate. You have access to cosmic awareness within you. The Bible said, kingdom of heaven is within. Today we're starting to find out the great intricacies of what the statement means. We know that cells are based up of waves and waveforms and frequencies. And we know that as you go up the scale from anything, that as in the beginning, so in the end, the frequency continues on. Years ago, people say, oh, there's bad vibes or good vibes, and people go, oh, yeah, sure, fine. Wait till your earthquake hits and you get a bad vibe, and you go, I know what's a bad vibe. Well, it's not bad for the earthquake. It's bad for you. And a lot of people want to talk about how the energy is good or bad. What they ought to do is look inside themselves and see how the energy is inside of them. Because the energy out here is energy out here, available equally to all of us. But many of us will use it better because we'll take in more. 
two of the most greatest healing mechanisms on this planet today are fasting and breathing. Two of them. And you know what a lot of people say? Don't do that. You'll die. Well, you're going to die anyway. This way you die healthy. The other way you die sick, 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 sick until you wish you were dead. And you don't die yet then because the body adapts to the state of illness. And you can stay in a state of illness for a long time until you go to somebody who disrupts the pattern of illness. If they disrupt it real fast, you're going to get well real fast. But you're not going to go back to them because they made you worse. But if you did, you'd get better faster. So they bring you in and they disrupt you just a little and a little. And you're a little this, but you're feeling a little better and a little better. So you slowly climb up because you're cowards. And because you don't know that true healing has got in it a healing crisis. It's got in there someplace a healing crisis. When it happens, it probably might go 24 hours and it could go a little longer. But that's the day you say, thank God I'm on my way to recovery. Up to that point, you can slip back down again. Wouldn't it be nice to live a life of wellness, open up the centers of the body that are tuned to that that is our spirit, live in that spirit, walk in our body, live in this world with others, sharing and learning and teaching and growing, and know that there is a cosmic energy called the greater soul or God or your term that is infinitely in charge and in touch with us. And there's too much proof of that to even debate it. Call it automatic reflex if you want to. But when you sleep, it goes right on. I don't care if you put the name on it. It doesn't matter. It that it is goes right on doing it that it does. It doesn't matter what you carry. You try to kill yourself. You choke yourself. You pass out and it starts breathing again. If you go choke yourself, sometimes it'll break the rope because you're too heavy and you couldn't do that way either. And when it's time to go, there's no way you can stop it. It goes. By God, let's just take the challenge. I'm going to start taking back my life from automatic responses a little at a time because we all know we tried it a big one and we didn't and we tried it a hundred times and we didn't. But did you ever do it a cinch by the inch? Take these things and knock them down to inches and measure them out and then go for it. I know that where I look, I go. What I look at, I focus upon. If you put a chocolate cream cake in front of me, I'll eat the son of a gun. <laughs> and then run 44 times around the block to make sure that it doesn't screw me up. But it already did because it already satisfied the desire principle and corrupted me. So now I pushed him back. I remember, boy, every night I had to have dessert or it wasn't night. <laughs> and there was no reason to go to bed if it wasn't night. I had it fixed. And then I started pushing it away a little at a time. And I remember when I used to have, have that drink before I could go to bed so I could rest. I remember pushing that away saying, wait a minute, maybe I can rest without that. I might be able to. Found out one day, I took a drink one night, and the thing kept me wired. I was awake all night long, liver problems, ate some sugar, and flip-flopped through sugar uh, things. I woke up next morning totally exhausted from two of the things I liked most, red wine and chocolate cake. Together. Some part of me says, look, bimbo, 
You don't need that. If you want exercise, go run. You don't have to flop around in bed till you're too exhausted. <laughs> and I said, that's quite true. And I didn't want to run, so I just stopped doing these things that made me flop around in bed. I don't like to run. I like to fast walk. I don't want to run. Let those people that are running run. I'll walk fast. I'll breathe deeply. I'll get my essence from the air. You run. Is that anything bad about running? No, no. I ran when I was younger. Now I'm older. I know better. <laughs> so what do we expect and see from people? Yeah, drinking more water that is good water to keep the system flushed. Watch it don't flood your emotional body with hormones from the glandular system. Watch your thinking that you create the system of self-talking that talks you into greater vitality and health. Keeping the images in your mind that you want more of, not what you're settling for less of. Eliminate the waste of negativity from your body and watch what happens. Man is the only creature on the planet that is burdened economically. Isn't that amazing? The only one. We're the smart, dominant ones, and we have economic sickness because we're taught to desire and want until we can't stand it. And we're taught the pleasure principle of having those things that do not create pleasure principle. All they do is temporarily stop you and distract you so you're not aware of what's going on inside of you. But you can have more happiness without the bills, more happiness without the responsibility of upkeep of all the junk you get, and you get to share the loving and who you are. There's nothing more rewarding than that. Nothing more rewarding. Unless it's, of course, a good piece of chocolate cake. They wish they shame. There's some extremely valuable information I'd like to point out. And the first is, uh, J.R. talked about the two laws he came up with dealing with health. So I'm just going to reiterate those because that's just so important. Number one, the first law is that the living body must function always in the direction of health and sickness is the effect of obstructing that natural function. And the second law, sickness is the result of the body's struggle to eliminate internal poisons or positions resulting from bad environment and bad habits. Now, that is some great uh, information to hold and to understand about health. And when we're talking about health, we're really talking about having that wellness as long as we are alive. Um, and I love the concept he brought forward of dying healthy rather than living in this state of sickness and dying in sickness and adapting to disease to really have that focus of living healthy. Um, and he, he discussed immunizations, how they don't build your immune system to be healthy. Um, for, they don't 
they're not somehow you don't get an immunization and somehow all of a sudden you have greater vitality you have greater energy you have greater health and well-being that, that's just not how they work um, so it really becomes upon us and the wonderful thing is the body really does have this natural state of health as long as we can eliminate uh, those toxins and that became a key thing jr said you live and die at the cell level and so we're really looking at and and the importance of the blood um, and we're really looking at how rather than it being polluted rather than it being that cesspool that it can become that life giver and and a lot of that is is how we have the acidity um or too acid mostly um, but also going to alkaline can also lead to that lead to the breakdown of health and so and also how important um, breath is how important getting rid of the toxins jr said it's what you're not getting rid of that is killing you so there's a lot um there's just so much in in that in that seminar and just about how the the cell is the duplicate of the cosmos and they don't die they change frequencies um and you know let's look at i i came to three steps um of living healthy based on the information in that seminar uh, and number one is eliminate the waste of negativity from your body and he brought up fasting, that that's one way to work with this. Breathing, exercise, that's a wonderful way. Water, drinking more water, drinking good water to keep help, keep the body, the system flushed. So those are part of the eliminating uh, the toxins, is that breath, the exhalation, the exercise, um, the the fasting and then the flushing out of these toxins and if you just keep that that idea of eliminating that first step of eliminating the waste of negativity from your body there's a lot more that you could do there's saunas and and all sorts of methods for detoxifying for eliminating these toxins in our body uh, because there's certain things that we don't have control over in an immediate way um, and that would be the toxins in our environment there's certain amount of toxins that are just we are having to deal with on a daily basis and so it becomes our responsibility to eliminate those toxins from our body the best way we can and that's something that that's where we have the control is how much we can eliminate these toxins. Number two, step two, watch that you don't flood your emotional body with hormones from the glandular system. So that's something that we do have control over. And that is something that, um, although sometimes it doesn't feel like we have control over it, doesn't it? It doesn't always feel like we can control that. Um, but we have that responsibility to not, uh, put ourselves in the way of situations that create that emotional flooding. And we can create that just by what we do in our mind. How many of us 
uh, sit in the shower and have an argument with someone in our mind. Um, it doesn't have to be in the shower. That's just the thing that came to mind because I tend to do that sometimes. It's like we can create these, we can imagine, and then our body doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining and when it's happening. And so it will still produce those chemical reactions even if we're just fighting with someone in our imagination, um, which leads to the step number three because these emotions often follow the, the emotional flooding often follows how, um, what we are doing in our mind and, and what we are doing in our perception. And so number three is watch your thinking. That you create the system of self-talking that talks you into greater vitality and health. So keeping the images in your mind that you want more of, not what you are settling for less of. Because remember, energy follows thought and the thoughts persisted in build the energy of the heart so if energy is following our thoughts it becomes important to direct our thinking and it's not about positive uh, thinking it's about positive focus because you know the thinking can go all you know in different directions but as long as we keep refocusing on that positive focus and more and more uh, lessen the time that we're allowing ourselves to go into that negativity using those tools we know to clear out the, the, the stuff in our thinking and our unconscious, such as freeform writing, which I've talked about on this show, um, such as spiritual exercises. There's so many... Um, so many methods that we can use to refocus ourselves on the spirit, on the positive, on what we're going towards and towards what we want more of in our life. So if you want more disease, then focus on disease. If you want more health, then focus on health. So there's just three steps. It's very simple. You eliminate the waste of the toxins that you may pick up in the environment out of your body. You watch that you you watch your internal. So you watch that you're not emotionally flooding and you're watching your thinking. And those things, those simple things can start to lead you towards your health. And and Jer also brought up the financial well-being. Um, and part of that can be simplifying your life. You can have more happiness without as much upkeep. So this may be a great opportunity, this time, to simplify your life and bring your financial well-being as best you can um, into alignment and keep your thinking, your emotions in alignment with where you're going spiritually. So I hope that you all enjoyed this podcast and... Um, and that seminar just really has helped me with how I view health. So God bless you all and stay healthy, stay well, stay vital. And so that we may live in this greater abundance of well-being. Be'rush be'shan, which means the blessings already are. God bless you all.